June 7th California primary, Elk Grove and Sacramento residents will vote for their 10th district California Assembly representative. There are five people vying to fill the open seat, one Republican and four Democratic candidates. I'm Dan Gowardy. On this four-part Elk Grove News podcast series we are calling Hear What They Have to Say, we will interview four of those candidates. In this third edition, we speak with Republican candidate Mr. Eric Regard. Eric Regard, thank you for joining us today on Elk Grove News Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Eric, if you could start by maybe giving a short biography of yourself to voters who may not be familiar with you. Sure, sure. Gosh, I was born in Los Angeles, California at Queen of Angels Hospital. Gosh, went to elementary school, a uh, few Catholic schools, St. Eugene, St. Agatha's, then went to Monroe and Morningside High School in Inglewood, California. Uh, from there, moved on to UCLA. Had a great, you know, great childhood. A few of the things that I remember are when we moved to Inglewood in 1966, uh, Inglewood was primarily primarily white, middle-class neighborhood, really, you know, nice neighborhood and stuff. And there were maybe, I don't know, five black families in, in about a 10 block, you know, blocks, blocks away. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I graduated from high school in nine years, it had shifted to 98% black. And wow. It was about 5% white. So, but as a kid, you don't notice that you're going through that. You right. know, you're just a kid. You're just having a good time. But um, but later on, I, I was able to look back and see, man, that was a lot of a lot of change that happened in a short span of time. You know, since then, I had uh, I had moved up to the Bay Area, was living in San Francisco in Oakland, met my wife. Uh, we got married in uh, down. We got married. Where did we get married? In Pacific Grove, California. In, on April the 26th of uh, 1986. And um, we've been together ever since. I've got three children. I've got two adult children. And I've got one 20-year-old running around here now. <laughs> Keeps and you active, I bet. Huh? Def- definitely, definitely. And um, I've been very involved in youth sports throughout that time. And I've been involved in uh uh, within my church, as far as leading a youth choir, as far as leading the the main victory choir that's there, so it's it's been a it's been a great thing. I've been a member there. I've been a member of Calvary Christian Center since 1986, and prior in, in to, Calvary Christian Center in Elk Grove. In Calvary Christian Center, there's one church in Elk Grove, and there's another campus in North Sacramento. Got it. And so, yeah, it's all part of the same church, one right. church in multiple locations. Uh, and then prior to that was part of Crenshaw Christian Center, which is where Dr. Price was the pastor down in Inglewood, California. So my, my, my life is very informed by uh, the relationship that I've developed with Jesus Christ. So with, with, uh, with God. So you know, everything that I do, I want to make sure that I do it so that it's pleasing in his eye and that it's it's pleasing, you know, as far as the, the district itself is concerned to the people. I think the people of District 10 
have been misrepresented or underrepresented for a long time. I ran last time against Jim Cooper, got about 80,000 votes. This time I'm running again, and my magic number is about 100, 105,000. If I get over that, then, you know, that I win this thing. So, you know, I, I, I really am, am wanting to be a representative for the people. This is a government that was designed to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. And if it's not that, then what good is it? Uh, I got initially I got involved in politics by becoming a, a member of uh, Star Parker runs a group in Washington, D.C. called Cure Center for Urban Renewal and Education. I started to meet Marsha Blackburn and Alan West and Tim Scott and just a variety of different, you know, senators and Congress people and stuff like that. And when I started really drilling down on what some of the issues were, I said, something is not happening right here, you know. And what I'm finding is that it was just a lot of politicians that were wanting to line their own pocket, you know, and, you know, they had they had control over this area, but well, they weren't really doing anything for it, i.e., we're here in South Lamb Park. Right around the corner here is, is Meadowview, and right across from the Pinnell Center, there are three corners opposite of that Pinnell Center. Pinnell Center's nice, nice building. All three corners empty. Let me unpack what you said there. There was a lot in there, and some of them are actually kind of the questions that I prepared ahead of time. So, sure, sure. On, on your social media and in your candidacies, you've openly embraced in your faith. Yes. If you're elected to the assembly, how do you think that faith, w will it play a role in how you govern? And if so, how, how can you picture that? Well, I think that, I think that there's some principles that, are, that run throughout the community those who are practicing their faith, those who do not, those who are of different faiths. And, and in doing that, and just, and just keeping that in mind, I think that I would, would be able to reach out and really, really appeal to the vast majority of voters, you know, because I want to keep those things in mind. If, we, if, if I take that and I try to go into government and say, well, that'll never be a part of anything that I do, then I'd be lying, you know? I have to always consider, you know, what is of the greater good for, for the people, you know? So that's, that's one of the reasons that I would want to, uh, to maintain my faith throughout whatever I do while I'm in office. Eric, you ran for assembly in 2020 against Jim Cooper in the 9th assembly. We're in the 10th assembly, 10th assembly district now. Correct. Unlike a lot of candidates who run for office and don't win, they kind of fall off the radar. You've actually kept yourself quite visible, particularly in Elk Grove. What have been some of the causes or issues that have motivated you to stay in the game, as it were, over the last couple of years? Sure, sure. Um, a few things. I think um, education with some of the, um, I think some of the fights of the, 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 the Elk Grove Parent Association that, that's fighting for, for just better education overall. 
within the El Grove Unified School District. Um, that's one that has, has played a, a big part. And I think there are things like, there are also things that even before that, I was at the state capitol when we were fighting for um, uh, parental, not involvement, but parental information, for parents to be informed about the sex sex edge curriculum and things like that. And that was an eye opener for me. You know, when you go into an assembly room and there are like a hundred people in that room, maybe 10 of them are for the bill that's on the, on the dais and then other 90 are against it. And then when it gets to the, the senators that sit up on, on the board, all of them just one after the other, after the other, accepted, 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 vote A, 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 A. And then there may be one guy that votes no on it. And he took the time to address the audience. He said, you know, I'm glad you guys are here. He said, but you cannot let this be the only time that you come. You've got to keep coming back because it might not go today, but they're going to keep coming back and they're going to keep coming back until they get it passed. You have to keep coming back the same way. So that's what started to build the fight in me to come so back and, and start fighting Participatory government is really what you're talking about. Exactly. Here, right? Exactly. And, and so, so there, was, there was education and then there was the, the, whole, uh, the whole thing that blowing up about Asian hate. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, you know I'm, a, I'm a conservative black guy that's out here. And, and you know, t- t- okay, for me to stand up for Asian hate, I think it's wrong for anybody to feel threatened while being here. You know, while being in this country, if you hear you hear legally, everything is fine. Everything is on the up and up. You know, nobody should be, you know, uh, taking pot shots at you just because you come from somewhere else because you speak different, because you look different, that sort of thing. So that was kind of the impetus that I got involved in that. There's a ranch that well, not really a ranch, but there is a facility just on the outside of where Elk Grove High School is. That's for um, kids with learning disabilities and whatnot and horses teaching them. Project Ride. Yeah. Right. Teaching them how to, how to get along, how to, you know. And, and these kids, man, you see when they come in, they're full of anxiety when they hit that door. By the time they leave it, man, they are calm as can be. They're just, they're just like, they're, they're normal kids, you know. And that had a great impact on me as well. So there are a lot of things that that happen here. You know, when I mentioned the the, the disparities of what's happening over here in, in Meadowview, you know, we're asking people to take pride in that neighborhood, but what do they have to have pride in? You know, they don't have any grocery stores over there. They don't have this. They don't have this, no services. You know, but yet we want them to take pride in it. We want them to stand up. We want them to not not. Uh, steal from their neighbors, not do that. Give them, you need to have something there for those people. They they deserve something, you know? So we kind of run the gamut in this district from Southland Park, from just below Land Park. And as we come down through Fruit Ridge, and as we come down uh, through the various neighborhoods, we go from uh, some some very well-off, areas here in Sacramento and then we come through 
you know, the, the, the fruit ridge area, you know, and, and you can tell when the, the, there's a little decline, there's a little pickup and, and the waves of, of uh, economic prosperity within the community. You know, and then you get to Elk Grove and things are doing on the surface would be doing fairly well in Elk Grove. Just last week, I saw a homeless encampment underneath a walkway, not even a freeway, a walkway that's outside of the church. I I talked to the pastor and we're going to go out there and, and, and address those people, talk to them, you know, see what services we can give them and what we can do for them, you know, and then to get that thing cleaned out, man. It doesn't need to be this way. We can we can address homelessness today if we did it together, if we didn't just try to throw housing at them. Housing is addresses one symptom, but I think homelessness is, is about mental health, major mental health, and about drug use, and about people who are just, maybe they missed a check or two, and they're down on their luck, you know? And and they they just need someone to to be some way to bridge that to get over that. Well, we can help them, and I think we can afford to get facilities where we can get mental health uh, uh, taken care of as well. And then with the drug use, I say we offer we offer them to go into uh, to a program and to some detox or whatever it happens to be, you know. And if they don't accept it, then they've got they've got an option to go, you know, go visit the county jail, you know? Right. So, I mean, take, take the best job, take the best offer you've got on the table. So we could do this and we could clean up, I think, a lot of the homeless situation that we have here. If you're elected to the assembly, what are the committees you would like to be assigned to? And what is it about those committees that would interest you? You know, if if there is a committee designed to take care of or work on the homeless situation, I'd like to be a part of that. Okay. If there is a, a committee designed to function or look at education here within the county, within the cities, and in Sacramento, we've got schools that are out now because teachers are striking because they can't get enough substitute teachers. What's that all about? You know, they, they, they should be able to get those substitutes in. So there, there, there's some things that I think that we can do if we just dealt with it with some common sense. I think we deal with too many issues without employing common sense. You know, we just, uh, you know, I think three things are, are, are really required in, in, in government. You have to have integrity. You've got to have some personal integrity. You've got to walk out the door the same way you walked in, you know, with your integrity intact. Uh, and I believe that my, my, my biblical worldview, I believe that my relationship with Christ, you know, informs me greatly on my integrity. Um, we have to have compassion for the people because at the end of it, there are people at the end of this thing that you're, you're serving people, that you're doing things for people, and it's, it, it's people. If we could keep that in mind and we could operate for the people, be a whole lot better off. And then thirdly, we got to use common sense. We can't do bills for transgender hormone therapy for teens and things like that, which 90% of the population is not affected by. Okay, 
you could handle those off off on the side and deal with it. You don't have to make this a, a blanket thing for everybody within the state of California. And the thing is that you're doing those types of bills while you are impeding parents and you're taking away their rights because the kid can go out, can tell somebody at the school that can go out and get transgender hormone therapy or get started on that. The parents got to pay for it through their insurance, but they don't have to know about it. That's insanity. So let's get to a sane place where we can do some things that really help people. One more question for you. It's kind of a fun question. Maybe you have to think about this for a minute. Sure. But looking back through the years, is there one person or perhaps an organization that has greatly influenced you in your life? And who, who is that person or organization? And why did they have such an influence on your worldview? I've got a, I've got a number of them. My father, uh, Hewlett Regard, was a very successful. He was a liquor company executive. Uh, worked for Seagram's. He was a Western Regional General Manager for a number of years. And he taught me a lot about, you know, how to handle money, how to work with money, how to do, you know, how to handle that sort of thing. My stepfather, Arthur Henry, who who just passed away, was with me since I was maybe five, five years old, you know, and I think developed the, the discipline in me to do the right things. He also happened to be a deputy sheriff. So a lot of this defund the police stuff that started coming, I started asking him questions, you know, what do you think? You know, and, and he was able to give me a different perspective other than retraining or defund them and stuff like that. He said, he said, Eric, I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, it's all about the people that you select. He said, the people that they select, he said, they know if they're in Los Angeles and they're going down to, to, to Mississippi to go and get somebody to serve on their force, they're asking for problems. They're asking for, for something to happen. So, you know, there are different issues that are out there. So he, he helped me with a lot of that. Um, Dr. Price and Dr. Godot, my, my pastors, have, have informed me. At Calvary? At Calvary and at Crenshaw Christian okay. Center. They are the ones that have really informed me and taught me taught me the Bible and taught me, you know, what, what it is to, to, to not only live by faith, but to live within what God has provided for us and how he's provided things for us, you know, and, and, and our responsibility after receiving that, because to whom much is given, much is required. You know, so we've got to do more with what we know now because we, I know better. So it's up to me now to do better, to be better. So those four and then uh, on, on top of it all uh, is, is my, my mother, Sandra, Sandra Loomis, and my wife, Jackie. They have, have, shown, um, they have shown me a, a, a love and a, a compassion and a... And, and open my eyes to see things the way they really are, the way things really are. And, and to have, I think that's where the compassion comes from with me, you know. And uh, what they have endured in their life up to this point is miraculous. 
And so I can only go out and, and slay dragons a little bit better because they were in my life. So, And finally, how can voters who want to find out more about you or support you, how can they get hold of you? How can they find you? Yeah, no problem. You can go to Eric Regard for Assembly. Dot com. That's my website. It's E-R-I-C-R-I-G-A-R-D-F-O-R-A-S-S-E-M-B-L-Y.com. That's my website. If you'd like to write to me, you can write me directly at eric at ericregardforassembly.com. And that's my email address. On the website, you can go there and... Um, you can, there's a, a volunteer box on the bottom. After you read about me and learn a little bit more about me, if you'd like to volunteer and help me out, you can go to that volunteer box, fill in your information. And then the lifeblood of every campaign is donations. So the, on the very bottom, there's a donate now button. Press that button, my donate page will pop up and you can put in whatever amount you could possibly give and help us out. We certainly appreciate it. It comes to me does not go to a party, does not go anywhere else. It comes straight to me. Um, and that's that's how you can do it. Oh, and at the bottom of the page, there's also Facebook, Instagram. So you can go to my directly to, link directly to my uh, uh, social media pages and see what I have posted there. Eric Regard, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. And best wishes on your campaign. Uh, thank you very, very much.